Hello, I'm Liam. And I'm Sharon. And we'd like to welcome you to According to Mum, where I chat with my mum. That's me. About politics, society, economics, the environment, health, medicine, technology, science, and just about anything that mum can have an opinion on. There's no topic too big, too small, too controversial, or too inconsequential. We're happy that you've decided to join us on According, According to, to Mum. mum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mum, we're yeah. recording a podcast. Woo, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got to say? Now, what have, yeah, that's a great question. What have we got to say? I think something funny to kind of start the podcast off mm-hmm. with was um, can you, we were talking just prior to starting the recording and you mentioned that you had been chatting to our other brother, uh, sorry, my brother, Gareth, your son, mm-hmm. um, and he was giving you some hot tips on what to do and what not to do in a podcast. Can you tell us what the number one tip was there from Gareth? Um, yeah, typical old Gareth. He said that I was not to be racist. <laughs> Not to be racist, is, that's savage. Yeah, so it's a we bit might savage. have sunk out. Yeah, we probably might have just sunk our own podcast in the first minute of of the exactly. cast of the first episode. So absolutely, it's a good start to things. So <laughs> that's where we've gone. Um, where did we come up with the idea for this show, Mum? What do you reckon? Well, I think, you know, over the last few months, Liam, we've um, sort of touched base quite regularly and we speak, you know, on, on a lot of very controversial and very um, what uh, current situations. And you, I think it was just the other day, yesterday, you said to me, hey, Mum, you know what, I, let's make a podcast. And I said, yeah, let's do it. Not only going to be fun, but it's a let's good way it. to vent. <laughs> because mum has a lot of things to vent about that is what she does it's i could get up on my soapbox top five top three (laughs) yeah absolutely it's a high one i hope you don't fall off it and break your hip at any point um but we'll see how we go (laughs) so yeah so we're going to talk about a few things that we've looked up things that are topical there's obviously a lot of stuff going on in the world at the moment I mean, if we ever get an international listener, I'll be surprised, but Ooh. it's mostly Australian-based, um, yeah. but we'll just kind of see how things pan out. Yeah. But we're talking about worldly topics. It's kind of what we do. Now, yeah. we've done our research um, mm-hmm. and we kind of know that there's a lot of fake news out there in the world at the moment, and so we're aiming to definitely present some measured discussion on things. It's not meant to be really one-sided or another. Mm-hmm. Um, Mum will be providing all of the right wing stuff, oh, and they'll no just way. try and temper that as we go. No, left, Liam. <laughs> left. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, now, so let's get into it. Yeah, um, let's do it. In Australia at the moment, there's a lot going on. Um, obviously, coronavirus is a huge issue here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a situation where, because of the slowness for the government to deliver vaccinations um you know we have a lot of the country that's still in lockdown which is a really unique situation compared to a lot of other countries which have you know 70 80 percent plus vaccinations um melbourne's probably a bit of a hot spot at the moment mum what's happening in melbourne at the moment 
Yes, well, I must say that we're very lucky here in Brisbane or in Queensland because we haven't had the lockdowns that you guys have had. So um, I don't think that, well, we're not experiencing that lockdown fatigue. But um, <clears throat> I think for me, you know, Melbourne, in Melbourne this week was, I was quite um, shocked because, you know, we're in Australia. We never see, you know, very rarely do we see these sorts of protests where, for me, I when I looked at it, it was like we were verging on anarchy, and um, and that for me is quite you know quite a quite a problem. You know, I heard Bill Shorten say, "Oh, you know, the man baby Nazis are out." Well, you know what? I don't think that these people really should be given a compliment like that. I feel that a lot of these people are disenfranchised. You know, they they don't have anything to do. A lot of them are now, you know, not working. And, um, and yes, it's a struggle. I mean, it's a struggle for everyone who is experiencing the lockdown, um, you know, to to bring a wage in or pay their bills. So, yeah, it's a, it is really truly a struggle. But to actually demonstrate and the, the vehemence and the, you know, the vitriol that, that was evident was shocking absolutely shocking so yeah i mean i completely agree with you and um i did see a few photos of um the uh, riot police and yeah it was they were really striking photos not de definitely not something you would expect to see um you know in a capital city in australia it, it was more kind of reminiscent of um the types of things we might see in the states and that we have mm -hmm. seen in the states in the last mm -hmm. you know maybe 12 to 18 months and um mm -hmm. when you say that you felt that these people or the people involved in these protests might have a level of disenfranchisement. Can you tell me a bit more about that? What, what did you mean there? Yeah, well, you know, you and, and evidence shows that people who who feel that they don't belong or they feel that they're getting a hard time um, often join these these groups, these you know um, aggressive. Um, groups and so I found that um, it's actually really interesting I'll just just harp to a segment that I, I um, heard on was watching on um, afternoon briefing just this week and Patricia Carvelis I don't know she's fantastic I love her she's so gets to the guts of things and she um, she was interviewing a guy a union rep in Sydney and he actually said that the true construction workers are those people that would have been on the streets with their dirty boots and their dirty high-vis jackets. And um, and it's really funny because I was actually sitting there and it was almost like, you know, spot, where's Wally? And to see who had the boots and the, and the dirty high-vis high -vis jacket on. Um, and, you know, he was quite right. There were... Mm not a lot of construction workers there. There were just people who were had nothing to do that decided that they would take up the, I felt, I mean, I don't know, that wanted to take up this this cause of against, you know, the, the vaccine. So, you know, it for me is once again, and, you know, I'm, I'm a person that, that is, uh, it tries to rationalise things most of the time. But and understand what's going on, but a lot of these people just don't either don't want to, or you know there are numerous reasons why they 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 have this opposition to to you know this issue. 
So, yeah, I guess what you're getting at is that there are people kind of joining this cause to kind of make trouble, really. Is that kind of where you're leading to? Or do you think that there's any rationale um, in like, you know, because a lot of the protest has been against the government saying, you know, you've got to have vaccinations to work on construction sites. Do you think that it's fair for people to be able to push back against that and say, hey, Look, you no, know, I don't want to have vaccination? Vaccines are not mandatory in Australia, as we know, and that's been very well noted and publicised. And I, I appreciate that. But the statistics that I've heard is that a, the, a large percentage of the people, of those people that have contracted COVID, have been in the construction industry. And so I can understand where the government is going in wanting to um, protect, protect the workers, the workers protect their families, you know, that that whole um, sphere of of interpersonal relationships so that um, they don't, you know, people don't die. So, I mean, I can see where they've aimed. They've done it with the aged care workers. Um, they're doing it with nurses. They're doing them, you know, doctors. So you know, it's 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 areas, yeah, areas that are being targeted are areas that are high risk and have high a high percentage of numbers. So yeah, and and you know what, I do, yeah. I believe in herd immunity, and you know we we're hearing that people are, you know, um, I just read an article today about it. Kids are being um, yelled at and. Um, at school grounds because their parents have been vaccinated, that's totally not on. It's like nurses in, in Victoria were spat on. That, for me, is just no, is is not good enough. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. It's mm. pretty horrendous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so it's interesting that you talk about um, the other industries in Australia because I did make a note of that here um, for us to have a chat about, as you said, you know, the aged care sector is one where the government's mandated. Um, a lot of healthcare sectors mm. are looking, you know, individual hospitals are making policies around that kind of thing as well. And, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it, in terms of those being really high-risk yeah. areas, you know, communal populations where people are in close contact um, and you're going to get, you know, really um, a mm. lot of uh, transmissibility, as we've seen with the Delta variant. So my question for you is, is, is this a gendered response? You know, we see an, uh, probably an overrepresentation, mm. although I don't have any data or evidence to support that probably more mm. males, uh, young males, would be uh, represented in the construction industry. Mm. And that seems to be the kind of um, industry that's had the most inflammatory response to this mandating of vaccinations. You know, are are these um, you know man children having a tantrum about being told what to do? Because we haven't seen that really in other industries, have we? We haven't seen the kind of, you know, as you described it, you know, sort of pseudo anarchy. Um... That's a really good point. I that was one of the things that I that I really did take note of. Um, you know, when I saw the footage. And I was I was looking particularly, I mean, I know a lot of people had hats on, but I was actually looking particularly for people who may have been older, you know, in that 50-plus group. And I must say I didn't see a lot. I didn't see people that were, you know, in that older, that, you know, Generation X baby boomers. It was more the 25 to 40 to 45. I mean, it's just I'm assuming because of the footage. 
I'm just feeling that, you know, because because there is a lot of uncertainty, it's destabilising. People just don't know what their future is going to, um, you know, going to to be. To look like, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. you know, they're getting out and they're wanting, you know, they're who knows if they're all anti-vaxxers. I mean, they might be out for another reason, but this is their forum for them to to show, you know, you know their voice, hear their voice, and show their their anger. And so, you know, um, it's a mixed match. You know, a lot of those people might not have been far right people. They're just people, men. There were very few women, men who were angry and and disen, disenchanted. And that was very obvious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. It sort of leads back to what you're saying earlier about um, does this speak to a wider disenfranchisement in terms of you know a lack of um, confidence in our government to do the right thing? Um, you know, like we're really in these lockdowns. Some would argue because of a lack of management um, in a lot of you know um, a lot of parts of the way the coronavirus has been um, managed or, you know, the COVID, especially these sort of small outbreaks. And, you know, Melbourne's a particularly difficult spot because they've spent, you know, a, a significant proportion of the last 18 months in lockdown. And so mm-hmm. you can see why, you yeah. know, a small spark there has led to a much larger flame yeah. compared to some other um, other states. All right. Well, I think we've done that one to death. So let's move on to another topic, something I'm a bit more passionate about um, in terms of we were kind of talking about this the other day and we were talking about because all we hear on the news is coronavirus this, coronavirus that. And don't get me wrong, I know it's important. Mm -hmm. And we hear about the vaccinations and we hear about the targets. There's a lot of other things that are disappearing into the background. Mm -hmm. And one of them is the IPCC report. So this is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, mm-hmm. and what's come out in that um, what's come out in that report in terms of what's recommended. And to get everyone up to speed, the IPCC are basically a panel that provides science for policymakers mm-hmm. um, to make policy around halting the climate change caused by the human race, which is science. Mm-hmm. It's not something yeah. that we do or don't believe in. Um, and so they're meant to provide this scientific evidence. Um, and it, but again, because these are documents that end up in the hands of government and in the hands of media, like everything else, they get politicised. Um, where do you stand on that one, Mum? Look, um, I I believe I agree that climate change is is happening. I mean, we we see now the um, the the Arctic, the area of the Arctic is is shrinking, you know, uh, the ice, the ice, the glaciers. Green, uh, Greenland was one that I read just very recently. Um, and so, yes, I think we should do, we should be doing something about climate. I watched Barnaby Joyce on Insiders today. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Topical. And he really. Oh, Barnaby, he's going to cop it in the neck. Here we go. <laughs> no, no, he, he was very, um, look, I must say he was, I thought he was reasonable in his response. I mean, what he what he said, you know, about climate change is, and and the bush is that it's not only just the climate, but it's the, you know, the um the communities that that could be affected. So there's a lot of 
a lot of consideration, a lot of factors that need to be considered, you know, with climate change. Um, you know, we're seeing the oceans rise in the Pacific and I think it's, is it the Marshall Islands? They're, they're gradually now being slowly inundated with, you know, with, with the water, with the sea. So it's real, but I think we have to be really proactive and I don't believe that this government has. And I think what they've given us is lip service and it's like to placate us. Or mm. Frydenberg this week, you know, he did a bit of, um, you know, mentioning of climate change, but there was nothing substantial in his comments mm. and there was no mm. alluding to what the policy you know, the policy is. So we really need to get our act together. Mm. So why why do you think there is a resistance by government? You know, it, it seems to mostly be coming from the nationals, which, you know, hold mm. a balance of power, um, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of leading a coalition government. So what, what is it about that? So what, um, it's about coal. Okay. It's about coal and about yep. the um, the the export of coal. Apparently Australia... And I did read that China too is 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 in um, exporting coal, but we're one of the biggest exporters of coal. So it's all to do with money, you know, like iron ore, like any mineral, really. And mm. um and so they that you know of course it's big revenue. And like Barnaby Joyce said today, um you know if we if our coal export um numbers decrease. Where's our revenue going to come for, you know, for social security, for age? So there's a age care, you know, for, for the yeah. old age pension and, and those social services that we need, we need in this country to function mm. and to make sure that people have a good quality of life. So there's that, it's that. And he did, mm. he mentioned, you know, very, very um, <clears throat> robustly about uh, Queensland and the coal that's, that's here and, um, it's really interesting because David Spears mentioned about um, oh, but, uh, the UK. So the UK had gone to green energy, you know, with the turbines and um, and I can't think of what else. Solar. Yeah, Solar. yeah, that's it, yeah. They have hydro energy, geothermal yeah. energy, the battery storage, all that kind of stuff, yeah. The, the European countries are much further ahead, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so now they've, yeah, but now they've had, they're, they're really, um, there's a lot of fear about how the UK is going to have, how much energy the UK okay. is going to have yep. to, to keep yep. functioning, you know, to keep people warm. And, in fact, that they are powering up some of their coal, their coal um factories or, or, you know, their power stations to, to ensure that they're going to have the energy for the winter. So interesting, interesting that they've gone green and then, you know, they now have to revert back to revert back to, to the traditional way of, you know, of creating energy. So interesting times. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, in terms of talking about, uh understanding or really being able to sift through the nonsense that it comes to with politics i i want to i don't know if you saw this but on um the abc q a program was probably a few weeks ago now maybe last month in august matt canavan was on the program 
Um, and he described some of the information provided in the IPCC report as fear porn. Those were oh, his words that he okay. used in that yeah. report. And that sparked quite a bit of debate. Now, when we've got leaders that are taking science like that and they're turning that into, you know, really just crass and you know, the discourse just ends up in the mud really, really quickly, you know, what are we supposed to do about that? Like, how do we kind of manage that sort of thing? Well, <clears throat> I think that Matt Canavan should have had his hands smacked personally. <laughs> <laughs> bit of old, oh, bit of old school corporal yeah. punishment. I've seen him talk, isn't he? Bit of a punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there we go. That's strong. Like... Strong words. Strong words. He's, a, strong, words. he's a, um, yeah. a crony of Barnaby Joyce. You know, they're in cahoots together. But anyway, that's by the way. Um, mm. You know, it's, the, it's that old look. You know, politicians want to sensationalise topics like this. You know, especially climate, especially COVID. You know, um, but they don't, but they don't look at aged care or disability. You know, the really, really um, important you know segments of our community. He should have been pulled, actually shot down. I hope someone on Q and A shot him down. Yeah, no, it sparked quite a bit of heavy debate, um, but it's one of those situations where someone has such a dogmatic belief and they just stick mm-hmm. to the rhetoric so, you know, really just vehemently that, you know, it's hard, you know, and I guess what makes it hard for the average person to kind of understand, well, how do I go about navigating this? How do I understand what these people are saying? Yeah. So I believe that, um, first of all, news, real news, not fake news, should be given, should be communicated in a way where everyone understands. That's one thing. And I think the onus is on, you know, people who are interested in this particular topic, they need to to go out and do their own research and become informed. Um, It's not fair to for people to sit back and say, oh, well, you know, they told me so. Well, no, this is not being accountable. We have to do our own, we have to make our own decisions with the, the information that we seek, not what other people are imparting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So that kind of segues us on to our third topic, like quite nicely, Mum, good work there. That wasn't good for anyone <laughs> out there listening. Um, about news and about facts and where we get our facts from. And uh, in the last week uh, or last week or so, um, Nicki Minaj got a bit of headline. Um, you, you know who Nicki Minaj is, Mum? She's on your Spotify. Oh, yeah. Yes, I know. She's a bit of a rapper. <laughs> yeah, okay. She's got a very big, big booty, actually. <laughs> big, big, big booty. Excellent. <laughs> Good. We've just clarified uh, that for the <laughs> listeners. So Nikki claimed through a tweet um, that her cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because, spelt C-U-Z, his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it. Make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Where do we land on that one? Oh well, well, you the use of the word "cuz" c u z yeah, cuz <laughs> is saying to me, oof, Fake they news. haven't really thought about things, have they? Fake news, <laughs> fake news from the lamestream media. That's that's a Trumpism we can get that's on board it. with. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like how so typical, so typical of people to grab hold of of a of a 
a, a statement like that mm-hmm. and use it for their own for their own good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and someone like Nicki Minaj that has worldwide <laughs> notoriety. Yep, yep. He's someone that could very, you know, very easily influence what people are thinking. Yeah, that's right. And so that you know, with with a comment like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that that kind of leads me on to my next question is for things like this. And interestingly, mm-hmm. and I didn't follow this up, but I, I couldn't figure out um, whether Twitter maybe censored any of these kind of tweets or gave her any sort of warning. Like, you know, when Trump was tw- tweeting all that rubbish and, you know, he got um, banned by Twitter, I, I don't think that a similar situation happened with Nikki because, you know, that very well may be a true fact. We don't know that. But what we do know is that an anecdote is not an evidence basis, basically. So, no, that's right. Um, yeah. So I guess the question is, is where where does the line get drawn for people like this? Should they be allowed to share any information on any health issues or any other public health issues? What do you reckon? Um, I guess in, well, Trump had his um, Twitter account suspended for a bit, didn't he, for his yeah. radical views? Yeah. Um, and he was up about freedom of speech. I think he was quite... Um, um, quite uh, mad, really, about about you know his suspension. Mm-hmm. Look, I guess once again it comes back to people being discerning in what they're reading, mm-hmm. um, and and researching. Yeah, like you said, you know, a lot of this the, these comments are anecdotal; they're not evidence based. Yep. So it's about people, you know, t- undertaking that. You know, and wanting to to seek out more information so that they're informed. Yeah, yeah. She has made what she's done is, I feel, is that she's projected her anti-vax views through that comment. Yeah, okay. I believe that she's anti-vax. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's okay. the way that she's maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you say people need to do their research, like that's a really good point. Um, but the, I think the issue with that can come up is where you can pretty much search for two completely opposing points of view and probably find evidence that would support either of them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, how do we fight that? What do we do about that? Well, isn't that about, I believe that's about the individual and being able to 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 you know go through that information mm. and make you know make their own come to a decision about their what they believe is is right or is wrong okay you know like that's so vaccination let's go to vaccination vaccinations you know i can't believe that we're up in arms about vaccination we have been vaccinating yeah for for, for te- decades you yep. know and you know vaccinations have stopped polio. Mm, yeah. Polio and um, and smallpox, diphtheria. You know all those quite um, lethal diseases. Yeah. And yet, the majority of us are vaccinated, and yep. yet the very few that are not are lucky because they've got that herd immunity. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm not quite sure why people. Are, are, are even up in arms about vaccinations. You mm, know the mm. the um, uh, the the numbers of people that have actually been 
affected, you know, by AZ particularly, yeah. is minuscule really, isn't it? This, what is it, one in 100,000 or something like that? Or, yeah, yeah, I can't I can't remember the figures off the top of my head, but, yeah, it, yeah. yeah the evidence would suggest that the, um, the risk mitigated from AZ is far, far, far higher than the risk attributed yeah. to it um, through, I think, blood clots yeah. is a primary concern that people had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But, mm. I mean, you that, that can then be overcome, of course, with um, you've got alternatives with, you know, Pfizer and Moderna now, and I think it's a Johnson yep. & Johnson as... You know, so you have alternatives like, you know, like we have alternatives for other vaccine. You know, if we if we're not if we have an if we have a reaction to say a childhood vaccination, mm, mm. Um, you know what happens is that, and you would know this, Leanne, being a doctor, you you um, you know that there's a sequence of events of of investigation that that occurs to determine whether you know. This per this child or this person should have further, and yep. and we do that with with all medications, yep. Yep. you know, all treatments. Yeah. Um. So it's I I don't understand the 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 logic to the to the adversity that's that that's worldwide. I just mm. when people are, thousands of people are dying. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm sure yeah. it's something that we'll continue to talk about as things sort of yeah. unfold. And, um, you know, it seems like that the vaccination uptake, you know, being linked to freedom or, you know, inverted commas, freedom mm. of movement and stuff, especially in New South Wales, has definitely boosted the uptake, mm. which is really great to see. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I think, and I think Victoria, their numbers. You, you guys in Canberra. Yeah, I Canberra's pretty good too, I believe. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, we've been pretty good. Top. Just about, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I mean, what's you know what? I just don't. I just think that people are just wanting to to. They're angry. People are angry. Yep. And yep. this is this is an issue they can grab hold of and they can go out and they can. Yep. You know why aren't people in New South Wales? Why you know like why? I mean, I just don't understand. Just do it. Yeah. And yep. and we'll open. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll have our freedom if they think their freedom is being curtailed. Yeah. Uh, but then we'll find something else to get angry about, I'm sure. But that's yeah, fine. Because exactly. yeah, it exactly. means we can talk about that as well at some point. So we're cool <laughs> with it. <laughs> All right. So I came up with a little segment for us. It's called mm -hmm. Headline or Rubbish. Headline or oh. Rubbish. Now, yeah. there's a lot of pretty crazy, you know, a bit of fake news out there from the lamestream media, and we do also enjoy the fake news headlines from The Shovel and, you know, The Onion and stuff. I think those are the ones, you know, the ones I send you, Mum, the screenshots of the funny news titles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they were really good. Uh, I saw a funny one the other day that you might enjoy, actually. Um, it was... Uh, article about a tradie um, objecting to getting the vaccination because he doesn't know what's in it, although he eats a meat pie at nine o'clock in the morning uh, every day. So, <laughs> so I it, as, yeah, yeah. I mean, as someone who's partial to a meat pie, um, but yeah, I, I, I just thought it was, it was a good analogy. It's probably, we're okay for horse, but whatever's in the vaccination, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> so this one, um, the first title I have for you, the first challenge for you to guess, this one is Mysterious Tree Animal Turns Out to Be Croissant. Is that true false. or is that false? That's true. False. It's very true. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, and animal rights groups thought they saw some sort of possum or something tangled up uh, in, a, in vines or in a tree or something, and they called yeah. an animal welfare group, and it turned out to be a croissant. So that is a true headline that I read today oh, wow. when I was preparing for this article. 
wow, I think I better do this. <laughs> yeah. So the next one I have for you, uh, the title is Popular Brand McCain to Partner with AstraZeneca for New COVID Vaccine. That, that would have to be false. Yeah, it is false. That's is it true? No, oh, it's false. It's false. Yeah, yeah, no need to worry. So for those listening who are a little bit too highbrow to know what McCain is, they make pizza pockets and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I could get behind this. If the vaccines were in pizza pockets, I'd be triple dose, quadruple dose. I'd, yeah, have, had, I'd have had 10, 10 doses of the vaccine by now. So yeah. Do we eat more of those? I beg your pardon? Do we eat those? No, not anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> Getting old now, mid thirties. Got to watch that that dad bod since they don't even have children. So uh, yeah. Um, and then the last one I have for you, Mum. Boston High School forced to use party bus with stripper poles for a field trip. You're gonna say true, hey? It is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sad. Really? And uh, yeah, a lot of the reporting's about a blight on the schooling, the public schooling system in that part of uh, Boston. Apparently, is really bad, and they just don't even have money to pay for school buses. So uh, yeah, they're using the old <laughs> party bus. But you know, prepare the kids for the future. It's all good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So we're just about finished. Yeah. Something I wanted to ask you, Mum, to wrap up at the end of our episode is what is something you've seen or experienced this week that you would change if you could, either for yourself or amongst our fellow community, other humans, anything there that... People driving on the roads. People driving. Wow. How yeah. dare they? How dare they? Any particular driving, or is this just is this an age age group thing? Four wheel drives. Four wheel drives. There you go. Get off the roads. Right. Gosh. Mum's got places to be. Get out of the way. So that's it. That brings us to the end of the show. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, If you're interested in hearing more from us, please subscribe, like, and leave a review. You can follow us on all our socials, which we don't currently have, but we'll put them in the show notes um, by the time this podcast is published. Um, And if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to talk about, you can email us at the email in the show notes or contact contact us on any of those socials. We are called Mum's the Word. And so to wrap up the show, I have to give the last word to Mum. Any final thoughts, Mum? What a great show, Liam. (laughs) There you go. Five stars from mum on her own show. So uh, there it is. What about you? What's Mm -hmm. your last word? Uh, No, I'm just happy to have sat down and had a chat with my mum. So it's all good. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.